Hey everybody, thanks for joining another GD podcast. Got a good episode for you guys today. We are recapping the KM Precision Collis AG Cup qualifier for 2023. It's going to be a good episode. Got a little bit of the match breakdown and talk to a couple of the shooters. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me, folks. Guy DeMarco. Another G podcast. So, like I said, I'm here to talk about the 2023 Collis K&M Precision Rifle Competition. Uh, it was held at K&M. Collis was the title sponsor. But shout out to some of the sponsors. Um, Sport Optics, Impact, uh, Armageddon Gear, Ruger, GA Precision, Manners, Composite Stocks, Zeiss, Hornady, Leupold, Sack, Lou Frodo, Snowy Mountain Rifles, um, Kdex, Bushnell Elite, MDT, RCBS, Night Force, Swar- Swarovski, um, B&T, all great companies, all came out and showed support. Um, Athlon, Trigger Tech, uh, Mid-South Shooters, um, MPA, Magpul, Magneto Speed, all kinds of great, great companies came out and supported us um, shooting this match, which was really great to see. So, how did my match go? Um, in short, Duke, a shitstorm. This, by far, hands down, was the toughest match I've ever shot. Um, even when I was getting into shooting, um, things weren't this hard. I wouldn't say this is the worst match I've ever shot, but this was this was this was stinking tough. Um, it's not the worst match. It's not the worst two day I've ever shot, but it was a tough, tough two day match um i've never shot at KM before i've only ro'd there um i've ro'd two ag cups and nationals last year and it was tough um shout out to squad six for helping me limp along um throughout the day um throughout the two days uh i it was it was a hot mess um so just a little bit of my analytics there was 197 uh, points possible. I scored a 109. That's like a 55% um, for the match. If you count what the shooter or what the winner actually got, um, it bumps it up to like a 57 or something like that. Um, but day one, we shot 117 rounds and I got a 60. That puts that at like a 51%. And day two, we shot 80 rounds and got a 49. That's a 61%. So nothing super cool for actual match points. But as far as like me and the shots I actually fired, um, so I shot, I fired 106 rounds on day one and got a 60. So that's a 56. And then fired 67 rounds on Sunday and got a 49. So a 73%. So of the shots I took, um, not terrible, but still not, uh, it's not, not super great. If you can hear my kid in the background, he's, he's in here in the reloading room cause that's where we're at and he's just having a good old time. But, um, that's just kind of my match breakdown. Um, I also went through and scored my, um, stages. If I scored between a zero and a five, I counted up those stages. I had nine of those stages. So I had a bunch of bad stages. And then, um, if I scored a six through 10, 
um, I had 11 of those stages. So I had more good stages than bad stages, but I think it was a couple of those bad stages where I was getting twos and zeros that really, really drug me down. So um, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to uh, to work on some things. And I did jot down some notes. Um, you guys know that I've gone through that and, and done that. Um, like the stage that I zeroed was the sport optics out and back. Two rounds at six, two rounds at seven, two rounds at eight, two rounds at seven, two rounds at six, all from the prone. Um, but they're one MOA circles. And we got down there right when the sun started to come out um, on Saturday morning um, and just turned. If you've been down to the 1200 range at K&M, you know that it turns into a soup sandwich down there. Um, it was just it was just terrible. I couldn't see. I barely saw one miss the whole uh, the whole time, and it was off right, and I tried to correct, and then it was way off left. But that I mean that's shooting in mirage, so don't have a whole lot of um, a whole lot of uh, of luck shooting in mirage. It seems like um, dropped the point on the PRS barricade, just do- dropped a bad shot or broke a bad shot. Um, that one's on me. Like. Uh, I wouldn't say like I felt like I was rushing a bunch of stages that I didn't need to, but I also timed out a few times as well. Um, like we just rushing and not and not being not being focused. I guess at the at the time of hand, I, I guess I I wrote down I was stable sometimes. I was not stable other times. Um, I'm generally decent at movers and I was breaking bad shots on movers. Um, I wrote broke too soon on a bunch of the 300 yard, uh, the 300 yard mover. We had five positions, two shots, each position broke most of those, um, too soon. Um, on the 500 yard mover, um, I had some bad pulls and I broke one way too high. Like, but then I'd turn around and, you know, on the boss silencers sedan, like, um, 514 yard plate rack from 12 to four inches. I got a nine on that one. So I'd have bad stage, bad stage, good stage. And I just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. Um, like I always do, I say, which stage do I want back and which stage, um, which which stage which stage do I want back and want to reshoot and which stage do I want uh was I really happy with I was really happy with the bowling pins um bowling t- pins was stage 17 it was up on the 750 yard bay and it was our first stage of the match and I got a 9 um I held left edge all the way out um it was first thing in the morning it was calm these things are only 0.7 MOA wide uh bowling pins from 4:50 to 6:30, in uh, the new lane that's cut at K&M, in that on that yardage line, um, went up there and went and and started engaging left to right. Got my impact. Got my impact. Kept walking it out. I was like, yeah, this is going good. This is going good. And went to the 6:30 target. And sure enough, it was um, broke the shot and it went off left. So. I don't know if the wind died in that area, in that bay, or or what, or who knows. The wind had to have died 
or let off or something. Um, there wasn't much wind at all. Uh, just a very light left to right wind. What am I at? Eight minutes. Yeah, we're going to edit that. Um, yeah, so was walking them out, get my impacts, and then held left edge at that very far back one, and it went right off the left. So uh, I saw it. It was in a really dark shaded area with, uh, like, broken down trees and limbs, which is generally hard to kind of spot your impacts in because it kind of just gets eaten up back there, and it might slip through a small crevice or hole, and you don't see it. But I was able to see it, made a correction to center, and sent it and, and followed up and got a nine. So I was really, really happy with that one. As far as like getting a stage back, I honestly would probably want to reshoot stage four. Um, it was one of my lower scoring stages. It was only a nine round stage, but basically you start on the second story of the Connex. You shoot one round off of the rooftop that's up there. Um, you shoot the third target on the KYL rack, which is an eight inch circle. So you shoot the, the circle target, the eight inch circle from the rooftop, you move inside, choose a porthole, um, an elevated porthole, and you engage targets one, two, and three from there. And then you drop down to the prone, engage target four and five with one round. And then you have to run up the stairs to the third floor shooting platform, get down and engage a 18 by 26, 18 by 18 and a nine inch target out at 900. Um, this was probably my most frustrating stage. I got a four on it, but like it was just frustrating. I took my cuddle bag up there, used it on the rooftop hindsight. That was a mistake. It laid to, led to a failure later. Went to the, the porthole, fired my three rounds, did good there. Got down, went to prone. That fat bag was like in a weird spot, so it was kind of blocking my my way. So I went to peel off the, the bag via the strap, and it ripped my hat and my ear pro off. While I was on the clock, I said hell i'm already deaf so i fired two rounds at the target four and target five got those two hits with no ear pro and then um bolt back ran upstairs got dialed laid down got in the scope closed the bolt ready to fire that uh round at the the 900 yard and my time went off so like it just like my bag fell off of the second story of the of that tower, split open. So I was down a, a bag all weekend. I had to borrow everybody else's. That that stage was just a complete shit show for me. So if I could get one back, I'd like to try and redeem myself on the uh, on the burn it down shoot house. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a really good match. Like targets were small, wind was low, but a, I wouldn't say tricky. It was. It was light, and it was multi-directional, which tends to, like, mess with some people. It's K&M. I say that like I, I've been there before, but, like, it's K&M. Things are super light, don't need a whole lot. It's usually a tenth to two tenths, one or one or one side or the other. But, I mean, small targets. They had truing bars 
out there, and these things were tiny. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, truing bars. Um, so from 450 to 595, you had 4x10 rectangle, 4x10, 4x10, 6x10, and 6x10 um, from five different positions, two rounds each, off uh, concrete pipes. And, I mean, that was a tough, tough stage. Um, I think that was a real... Um, a real separator stage for people because the target, your elevation had to be spot on. Um, I think that was a real, a real, a real doozy for some people. A lot of people were checking zero before that and then checking zero after that. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a, it was a stage of stages, but I mean, it was, it was good at the same time. Um, overall, the match was super cool. I liked it. Um, it's first time shooting there, so I really did enjoy it. I did, um, drive up there Thursday night, got my, I slept in the pistol bay in between the bunkhouse and, um, the lodge, uh, down in that little 75 yard pistol bay, popped the tent, threw an air mattress in there, slept there. It was awesome. It was nice and cool. Even being, uh, really hot during the day. It was super awesome. Drove up there Thursday night, set that up and then went and fished out of the pond excuse me um fished out of the pond and was able to grab a uh grab a striper out of there so that was super cool and then was uh was able to go down and do practice on friday and then get some podcast info and talk to some folks and just hang out so had a really good time was able to walk the prize table um not very decent place there was 232 234 shooters and i was 183rd um but when you don't perform you end up at the bottom but shout out to timney because i was able to get a 150 dollar uh gift card to timney so i'll be picking up a backup trigger to throw in my kit and um super stoked about that and then uh stayed around and got some more content which you guys are going to hear in the next week or so but super enjoyed it so Thank you to all of the sponsors and all of the dealers and vendors that came out and kind of uh, showed out on Friday. Thanks to the beer garden. Thanks for all the food. Um, Impact bought some food. And, um, yeah, it was just it was just a really, really good time. So thanks for everybody that made that match possible. Um, Shannon for putting together the course of fire. All your guys for running around and doing th- everything all week. Um, getting things prepped, getting things torn down. Uh, thanks to the new owners of the PRS for keeping uh, keeping the sport alive, um, the wheelers. So uh, they were pretty busy all weekend. So I wasn't able to sit down with them, but they owe me a they owe me a Zoom a Zoom call apparently. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. So go ahead and listen to the next three interviews I had, and stay tuned uh, next week. All right, later, guys. All right, sweet. I'm here with one of the production competitors, Joey. Yep. How, how'd you do? Oh, it, it kicked my butt like always. Okay. <laughs> so what were you just telling me? You said you've been here a handful of times. So I've been here, this is my fifth tournament in two years, and I have yet to shoot 80% at this match. And that's pretty tough. I that's mean, tough. you shot... <clears throat> Two tournaments, you've shot the finale here. Did you shoot the AG Cup? I shot AG Cup here. You shot AG Cup here. 
and then you shot this match, so that's five, yeah. and you've yet to shoot over 80%. Um, yet to shoot over 80%. With zero win. <laughs> right. I mean, we were like a tenth, a tenth yeah. or two right. for most of today. Yeah. Yesterday was a little bit more sporty, but, I mean, just positional and small targets. Yeah, small targets, the mirage, um, a lot of movement, a lot of movement. So, yes. And now, you know, with the small targets, you really got to make sure your dope's in line. Because that, yep. will, that will really plug you at this tournament. I mean, they had the truing bars from, what was it, like 4 to 550 or something yep. like that? Yep. And, I mean, they were they had more wind forgiveness than they did elevation forgiveness. Yes. And I, they were tough. I think, what, one person cleaned that out of our stage, Tungate? Yeah. I think that was it. Nathan so, cleaned it, yep. Everybody, I think, was having a little bit of elevation issues this weekend. Yeah, or just not, or just not seeing it, or, right. or, like, so we got a pretty decent rain last night, so it softened up a lot of the dirt. Yeah. So on those circle bowling pins, like, I didn't catch my miss until the fourth, the oh, fourth yeah. array. Oh, like, yeah. I couldn't, and I was doing the same hold on the big target as then going to the small target. But I mean, a skinny ass bowling pin at, oh god, what were those? Like seven something six something i would say six somewhere about 640 650-ish I, I mean those those they're small yeah they yeah. are small for sure yeah i didn't necessarily look at i was watching vapor trail on that stage when i think back but even vapor trail i mean it was looking straight towards the target and everybody said i was missing a hair right so i mean you know it's it's hard to watch dirt and the mirage and all that so andrew, andrew trace and everything yes. else yeah uh, i just got lucky enough and saw a little bit of dirt kick upwards right, cheaters, so it was uh it was pretty good scores up here right now shannon's talking about posting scores well, for arbitration you can see but, how bad i did <laughs> yeah exactly what's uh what's what's one thing you'd say to the the newer shooter or the guy that hasn't shot KM yet? What's the what's the piece of advice for shooting out here? Man, the, the number one piece of advice I can think is make sure your dope is great. Uh, dope great, and then the second is work and move positions constantly. Okay. So that's the two that I would work on for this tournament. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you, Joey. Yeah. Good shooting with you. Yes, sir. All right, folks, scores are out, and the match is totaled, and we have the winner of the 2023 Collis-Kana match. Dan Harride. Dan Harride. So you won the match. Your name's going up on the board. It's solidified in history. You got the number one piece of hardware right there. Yes, sir. You just walked the prize table and grabbed a Collis scope. Yes, sir. What was your preparation like coming into this match? Man, that's a funny question. So I switched to a completely different chambering for this match. Um, I started out about two years ago. I uh, started with a six creed for a couple matches. Immediately went to a six BRA. Got a shout out to Travis Stevens, TS Customs. Um, shot that for a while, did well. Won the grind with it last year. Um, and man, I caught myself getting lazy behind the gun. So I went to a six five creed more with 156s. Okay. And uh, I actually tested my BRA at the beginning of the week and shot a nasty big group at 100 yards and went, no. Went home, spun a new barrel on, broke it in, spent one range trip about 15 rounds to get dope on it, and I brought that here. Wow. Yeah. Not many people would do that. No. But it seemed to work out for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you broke that barrel in. You put like 15 rounds to get dope, and then you came out here and you and you crushed I, it. I literally hit the zero board. Um, shot six targets from varying distances. Hit the 500 and 300 yard mover because I'd never shot a mover with that gun. Okay. Got my leads from three and 500. Wrote everything down, and that's that's it, man. Wow. That's it. Okay, so you're shooting a six, you shot a 6.5 Creed with 156s. About how fast were they going? Um, they trued out to, on my Magneto Speed, it was 26.55 at home. Right. Trued out here to 26.70. Okay. So nice and slow, too. Yeah. And just you were able to watch Trace pretty oh, yeah. much the whole oh, yeah. weekend? Oh, yeah. Last stage, we shot the 5.79 mover and then the three Ipsic little right. troop line. And uh, I got to the far target on the troop line, and I sent the round straight up. And I saw the bullet, and I saw the mirage change before it hit the target. It was crazy. And I went, oh, no, because I saw the bullet moving left. And it caught oh, about a tenth and a half in on the, on the left edge. Made a little correction, followed it up. But it's crazy how much I could see. Once the gun settles, it's obviously more recoil. Right. But it, and that big bullet does have... You know, it, it, does it creates have a, the wake. Yeah, and it, it does. I don't want. I don't like using the word wind advantage because, really, it's bigger you, and slower. So yeah. it's not really an advantage. Yeah, but you can it, see more. You know, everybody does. You know, the whole calculations on a ballistic calculator and says, "Oh, it'll shoot inside this." What I like about the bigger bullets is the small varying wind changes that a bullet experiences through its flight. It doesn't seem to get pushed around like the lighter bullets do, and that's what my experience here was because we shot in some. Very light winds, but very different winds, and they change. Correct. I mean, varying mirages per stage and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I'd watch these some shooters with sixes, and you'd see, you know, their trace, and you'd see just a little tiny shift in it. You get behind that gun and shoot, and it just barrels through it. That's and it's, awesome. And it's nice, man. You can you can really see it hit a target. That's another massive advantage. Okay, so you you won the match, but you obviously dropped some points during during yeah. the match. Yep. What's the stage you wish you could get back? Like, man, that was, like, mm. that was super cleanable. Like, I dropped probably two, maybe three on it. But, like, what's the stage you want you want back? Hmm. 57 is Josh Smith. There's, there's actually two. Um, 59, Alan One was the, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's the trailer over here on the, on the first part of the range. Okay. Um, is that the one where you shoot from the second story and run to the third story? No, 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 the trailer where you shoot. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You shoot the Ipsic. Uh, the, uh, the Ipsic rack and then yeah. the M5. Yeah, confirm. The, yeah, the confirmed target. And I went in there with a game plan of I'm going to shoot, you know, with the, the wee bad stair step bag. And I hear people talking there. Oh, yeah, it was 50-50. It didn't really help those guys. And I, I never do this. And I'm like, I'm going to give in to their thoughts. And... <laughs> It's oh, oh, you know, obviously it's a hundred percent on me, and I didn't do that. And it's not the most stable thing, not from a can't get stable point, but when you shift and pan, that trailer's not real stable. Right, it does move, and you're tight on time on that stage. So that stage, I just wish I would have went with my gut, and I didn't, and it cost me, and that's fine. What I mean, was your gut telling you? Stair step bag in the rear, front bag, front bag. Yeah, just shoot it. I mean, semi modified prone, if yeah. you want to call it that. Um, I think. I would have been more. I would have obviously been more stable, um, but I could have timed out. You know, we always play the what if game too. Right. I doing that, but um, the next one would have been the truing bars. Okay. Um, I caught myself doing something that I used to do about a year ago, and I beat it out of my head, and it came back this match. And that's you know every shot you want to get data off it because it's going to influence your decision to the next shot. To the next shot. Right. Well, 
what I used to do and what I did here on that mental mistake is the last shot, I just made the mental error of the data doesn't matter because it's the last shot. And I got lazy behind the gun and I broke it slightly high. And on those truing bars, they are not forgiving. Those are six inch by 10 inch at on the last bar. Yeah, and they are, I call them McTiny. They're yeah, McTiny. they're McTiny. They're a McTiny <laughs> piece and, of steel. Yeah, and I sent it right over the top. And uh, <laughs> Ken was was videoing that stage, and I got off, and I was like, "Yeah, I earned that miss." I just that's one I wish I had back because it's a hundred percent on me. I watched back the video playback. Everything I hit was center, 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 and you can clearly see it didn't go over the top by a, a bullet width. It went over the top by a solid inch or more, which is a lot on a target right. that size. So those are the two I wish I had back. Um, it would have equated to three points, maybe. Hey now. <laughs> well, then, then, then I take mine back. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, those are those are the two. Um, What's the most fun stage you had? Like when I ask that question, most people say, "Oh, it's the one I cleaned." But like, so, what's the most fun stage that you had while you're here? So. Uh, this is going to be in disagreement with probably 99.9% of people that shot this match. It's stage one, the six, seven, and 800 yard. Oh, God. Yeah. No, don't. Mm -mm, that was not my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Did you clean it? No. And, and, and here's why that, that stage holds is really important to me. When we shot the grind, that was our second to last stage on day two. Okay. So heavy mirage. You never want to shoot that stage in, no. the, in the afternoon. I'm learning you don't want to shoot the bottom, yeah. like, first, first like, four stages over there. Yeah. You don't want to shoot that in well, the and, sun. And, and I'll go further with that in a second because end of day one, that's where we were, too, oh. with this match. So at the grind, I didn't have much experience with that stage, and I just went off my gut just with experience behind a gun and, and just shooting so much. I didn't even get – I didn't even use any wind from a ballistic calculator. I just went off what I thought. And – the Mirage was worse at the grind for that particular stage, and I dropped four. At this match, I did the exact same thing. I didn't look at anything in my Kestrel other than just elevation, and I just went off what I was seeing, what I was reading in the Mirage from my binos, because I stayed on my binos until it was my turn to shoot. Right. A little bit more elevation, you don't have as much thick of Mirage to deal exactly. with. Exactly. So, and as soon as it was my turn to shoot, I grabbed bag, mag, jumped on the ground and said, you know, ready, let's go. And I dropped two at this match on that stage. Um, oh, my God. Even two. I zero that stage. So we went from the bowling pins up to the 1100 and then straight to that stage one. And that's right when the sun broke yesterday morning. Yeah. And it just like everything just turned to soup because there had been no there had been no sun or, or it was. It's K&M, brother. It's K&M. Like, <laughs> so I've never shot here before. Really? This is my first match shooting here. I've ROed two AG Cups in the Nationals last year, but I've never actually shot Man, here. This, this place, so I, if we have some golf listeners, I always equate this to the Augusta of PRS. Oh, this place is, it's got, for me, this place has an aura about it. It's, uh, the drive here is rough, but yep. as soon as you get on the grounds, man, it's just like, I don't know, It's this place is special. This place is, like, it is the mecca of, of yeah. shooting, like, the new channel, the new lanes that he's cut, the yeah. new the the new yeah, it's bunkhouse that they put in the the bunkhouse for the ROs like oh, the, just the, the food like yeah, the way the place is kept like I would challenge anybody to after 200 and I don't know how many well over 200 people were here, 
Good shooting, bud. Um, I would challenge somebody to find a piece of debris or trash on this place. Yeah. Like, it is so impeccable. It's, I mean, it's they just, we, we were out here last night, like, after dinner was done and most of the people left, like, me, um, uh, Mrs. K, and then uh, Missy were out here, like, hauling stuff to the trash and, like, doing – we washed all the, sh the tablecloths and did yeah. all the di – like, they are on top of oh, yeah. it. It yeah. is it is ridiculous. Yeah, they're doing an amazing amazing job with this place. I know it takes a lot of man manpower to keep up, and they just do a, they do a great job with it. They do they an amazing really job. Do. Um, so we got your you, the one you want the two you want back, the one you really enjoyed. What has it hit you yet that you won the match? Like it's been twenty minutes, but man. like. Not really. There'll be a lot of reflection on the way home. You know, we don't get cell phone coverage out here. And, I, you know, as soon as we get to the truck, my phone is probably going to go off. And, and that's when it'll really hit me. Okay. You know, I've got a, I've got a friend at home that uh, I really wish was here. Um, he wasn't here at the grind either. We shoot a lot together. Uh, real important dude to me. And uh, we talked a little bit on the last stage. I told him what I dropped. And, you know, he was obviously very excited for me. But uh, can't wait to make that phone call and then obviously talk to my wife. She also shoots. Um, okay, awesome. Yeah, she's a, she's a teacher, and uh, she was signed up for this match. And we couldn't make it work because mandatory last day of school, she had to be there teaching and right. gets out at 5 o'clock and just couldn't get her here. Yeah, there's with, no way. Yeah, with enough time for sleep and for her to function and, and, and all that stuff. So um, I really, man, I really wish she was here, but. That'll be that'll be the first phone call, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then next, I'll I'll call my my good friend Caleb Pullum and uh, have that discussion with him. And yeah, it'll it'll really it'll really hit me on the way home. What's the next match we're gonna see you at? Man. So we're gonna take a little road trip. Um, so Chris Ulfer from T, uh, THS. Yep. And, love him. Uh, and I have so many of his targets. I yeah. love that guy. And then Travis Stevens. You know they're, okay. they're doing South Dakota match. We're gonna make that grueling drive up there. Oof. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna make make a little trip of it though. We're gonna go up for four or five days. You know, go nice. see some of the scenery up there. But that I believe is my next one. Um, I haven't I haven't decided on anything else after that. Um, I know Falbor's putting on that silent uh, night match. Silent night match. And that, that looks pretty intriguing and pretty exciting, and that's close to home. It's about two and a half hours. So where so. is home? Uh, I'm about an hour south of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little bitty bump in, the, bump in the road called Maple, Texas. Okay. So. Gotcha. But, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked, pretty excited. Yeah. It's, it's surreal. Well, if you go to Little Rock, if you go to uh, – Magnolia Meltdown or Alabama Precision, I will see you there. Awesome. Yeah, uh, we're looking at uh, the Meltdown match. Um, I don't know. So I, that's, I the, that's the closest PRS range to my house So at five and a half hours. Golly. Yeah. Golly. If Altus ever gets back into the PRS, it'll, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be the closest. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I shot the last PRS match they held there. Um, Josh and Mike are good dudes. Yep. I've done business with them over the years. Real good guys. And... Uh, I want to get back there and shoot again, too. That's an awesome place to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, really good place to shoot. I'm like, now I'm, I used to live in Crestview. Now I live in Navarre, so I'm like an hour and 20 from the range. But, man, it, every time I go up there, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool place. That's another, it's, uh, I've heard people say, oh, it's a mini K&M, which they're not wrong. It's a beautiful place, too. Yeah, I mean, it used to be K&M, yeah. so they're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's, they opened up that new side, and it's, 
Well, my wife really wants to go because she's never been to Florida. Um, and Destin is really close. And Destin's, some, you know, they got some good places to stay there. So Destin's got some good places, but the beach in Navarre is way less populated. Give Navarre a look. It's not as busy, but it's still a straight shot on 98. And I literally, like, I'm 200 yards from the water wow. from Southside. I'm two miles from the Navarre Bridge. You come down that way, hit me up. Like, Absolutely. I'll give you all this. I'll give you all the good spots. Oh, My yeah. wife's a photographer, oh, yeah. so she's always doing pictures and stuff like that out cool. on the beaches and like yeah it's crazy cool yeah we'll have to do that she i need to get her to florida beautiful state oh it's it's awesome yeah awesome well i appreciate you coming on absolutely congratulations on the you. win and Thank we'll you. see you at the next match awesome buddy later see ya all right folks i snagged another one we have mr chad heckler how was your match sir you know what guy i can't complain too much um I had two bad stages, but I think that's the consensus of everybody that was in that zone of making it into the top five, but not actually making it into the top <laughs> five. <laughs> because because uh, Nate Tongay and Dan Harry, they they only dropped nine points all weekend, so yeah. that was going to be hard to catch. But um, yeah, I got a nine. I got a I got a five out of ten and a four out of ten, and still, you know, I, I finished sixth place. It was a little bittersweet, but I love this place. I love the target tree. I love the. Um, I love the match as a whole. You know, it's very fair. It was a tough match, though. It was a tough match. So this yeah. is my first time actually shooting here. I've RO'd here three times. It was my first time actually shooting here. And it was it was definitely tough. It was probably the toughest match I've ever shot. What amazes me is every time I come here, it's a little bit different, a little bit better. You know, like you walk around, and there's right. new, there was two new shooting lanes. There's two <laughs> new lanes. Like the, the, the large swing, what was it, on the, uh, the bus head – poppers and then the like the 10 inch diamond mm -hmm. like th that was a huge swing there was a couple of really large swings which was cool because then you really had to play the what is the wind doing in this new in this new area yeah for me it wasn't really about the wind there wasn't really any wind that showed up a couple tents here and there but when you get those panning stages um a lot of this is just giving some tips that i learned um natural point of aim with your bag as you're pivoting back and forth you can kind of saw your rifle into a place where it stays and then when you pivot over um, it wants to recoil back to where it came from so you just got to be very conscious when you when you pivot over to the other target you almost have to like lift the pressure off your rifle so that you're not pivoting and and forcing all the sand to one side okay and then um, and then when you take that shot then you got to pan the other way and there's nothing the same you have the opposite scenario okay so I saw a lot of people with in that particular stage with their bags that just got their fill just all jammed up on one side and and they were missing left and right, and they thought it was wind, but it really was just their natural point of aim. So I had a I had an interesting half of day one and all of day two. Um, my bag my bag came off the top of the uh, the tower stage four good. and no. out the window. Uh, no, it just exploded. Like I was like trying to hold it. I just had a terrible stage four, and like I dropped it and dropped right off the side and like exploded at the end of the steps, and I was like. That's about how my day is going. Oh, so perfect. I basically just borrowed everybody else's bag the rest of the weekend. Okay. So well, I had an extra bag. I okay. always carry three. You carry three of almost everything. Three, three bipods. Three bipods. Well, I don't fly with three actual, like, schmediums. But I, when I'm driving this way right. and we're doing podcasts, I use the schmediums to hold down the mic stands. Because I, <laughs> I don't use these fancy headsets that you got. Um, I know. You're using actual, like, studio microphones, studio microphones and cables running everywhere. 
Yeah. You, you need to just post a picture of like the mic setup inside the We've van. We've done it a couple times, but the problem is the van, like it's just got trash and candy wrappers from Francis. I mean, he bought a whole bag of those high chews. Have you ever had those? They're oh, like, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're great, but he ate the whole bag like from K&M to the hotel. So that's like 40 minutes, and he ate like, I don't know, 2,000 calories and uh, 500 grams of sugar. I mean, it was just insanity. But he's so tiny, it works for him. Yeah. It works for now. <laughs> we'll catch up. Oh, I've I've definitely I've definitely hit that catch up game. Um, so, what was your favorite stage of the match? I like the stage you just described, uh, stage four. So there was a Connex box that you started on top of, and anybody that's shot at K and M, it's down at the lower part of the range. There's a rooftop on the left hand side of it, and then um, the shoot house, and then up above it, which I've never shot from before, is another platform. So it's three stories. You start on the second floor, and um, this, this particular stage, you had to take one shot off the rooftop in the middle uh, rack of the KYL, and then you had to go to a window and shoot targets one, two, three. Then you had to go prone and shoot targets four or five. And then you had to run up the stairs and shoot um, at 900 yards. You had to shoot a three-target KYL all in 90 seconds. It, I I struggled, but I at least got up there, like, dope-dialed, like, round-in chamber, and then they called time. I was like, so at least I got there. So I was so nervous about it. I was talking about this with Christian. Um, he was in my squad, and he said, uh, I'm thinking about skipping that first position because, you know, you might waste 15 seconds shooting that shot, maybe 20, and then then you can run the rest of them, get, you know, eight points. It was a nine-point stage. I said, nah, I'm going to go for it, but I'm very nervous. I'm going to I'm just going to push it. By the time I got done with the six targets and was going up the stairs, I looked at my pressure timer, and it said mm-hmm. 41 seconds. I'm like, there's no way I'm timing <laughs> out. This is awesome. And then I watched where the shots hit on the plate, and it turns out it was like a tenth low or something when I saw it hit the big plate. So then I just aimed at the top of the little plate and hit it. So clean that one. That's awesome. Yeah, clean that one. Dang. It was a good. It was a good stage. That kind of set the tone for today. Because a lot. Oh, you shot that today? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like that. That stage was getting a lot of people yesterday. Like there was a lot of fours and like some twos and threes on our squad and then obviously we had some some real good shooters and they they cleaned it or got an eight so Mm -hmm. it was awesome to see but like you have to be moving to get up there and actually get those shots fired off yeah i i agree and that's why i was really nervous i think the other stage that was pretty tough but fair was off that car i mean it was a double kyl but man it got down to some small targets and uh and then if you clean that, you got put in a pot for a suppressor, yep. a boss suppressor. So shout I, out to them. That was cool. Yeah, boss suppressors. I actually had them on um, on uh, what was it Friday? I had like a bunch of the vendors that were set up. Talked to them. Super super interesting how they they design their can. Um, but yeah, if you clean the stage, you get put in a, a drawing for a free 7.62 suppressor. Um, and I dropped the very last shot on that rack. I got it on the first one, and then like. I felt the wind just pick up a little bit, and I held a little bit, and apparently I didn't need to, and it, I dropped one, but I'm, I'll take a nine, nine on that Nine on long. that stage is great. Yeah, he said there's only like 22 people that cleaned it out of 250 or something, so right. I got a pretty good chance. You got a, you got a real good <laughs> chance. Did you also clean the, what was it, the, there was a Lua Frodo one as well, like if you, if. I don't remember which stage that was. I never got a notification on that one. I don't, I thought they were doing something. Like if you cleaned that one, then you get put in for. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing that one. Well, I can't answer that question. I must not have cleaned it. Otherwise, they would have came up and give me a ticket or something. <laughs> um, so what's you said? You had two bad stages. Which which stage do you want back the most? Uh, 
Uh, stage number one. I mean, we shot it when it was full sun, and it was so soupy. You could see pretty good when you're standing behind your tripod with the binos, but as soon as you lay on the ground, I mean, it's Everything, all over. Everything's gone, I yeah. Mean, the target is just a mess. It just mm -hmm. looks like a blob. <laughs> I don't yes. care what optic you have. It just looks gross. And like I tried, like I tried to back out on the magnification, so that would clear it up a little bit. But like I just couldn't get anything to connect. And like from what, like getting a little bit of coach coaching before the before time. But like they're like if you correct, if you see it go off one side of the plate, and then you try and put your dot or your your reticle on the other side of the plate you'll still miss because, like, that target is dancing, like, in that whole thing. So you got to, like, make quarter or half corrections. And I was like, okay. So, like, I was trying that on the clock, and I was like, nope, no, like, that's that's the one I goose-egged. I did great up um, on the bowling pins. I got a nine, like, first stage. Then we went over to the 1,100-yard range, and I did good over there. And then we got to stage one, and then, like, everything came apart. Mm -hmm. I was just, just frustrating. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to give... Oh, you have the fist to. Bump to John Scott. Oh, yeah. Lone Peak Ultras. Shout out to those. Yeah, we got the same shoes and the same sideburns. And the same sideburns. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> All right, so we better wrap it up. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up because Shannon's about to give us the, give us the deets. But well, I want to say cheers. Thank you for doing what you do. Much appreciated. Thank you yeah. guys for doing what you yeah. do. Thank you. And I did send you a dollar. So on yeah. your way home, you guys got to talk about it. And you did it, friends and family. So yeah. that was cool. Exactly, because we're friends, because we're friends. <laughs> All right, I love you, man. Awesome. Later, bud. See ya.